Hey, what's up guys? Drew here, thatanxietyguy.com. It's a Saturday afternoon. I got a couple of minutes to kill while I'm waiting for one of my daughters. And I'm going to talk about something that, that I've been meaning to talk about for the last week or so. So the title of this video is Positive Self-Talk is Bullshit. And I, and I mean it. This is, and hear me out. This, that sounds crazy to say at face value, right? But this is truth. Positive self-talk is not, is not what we need. And so let me address this. One of the things that I hear people talk about when they say, hey, I'm trying to learn to accept, I'm trying to learn to float, I'm trying to learn to relax into my, my panic, great, excellent. And people talk about using the skills and the tools they need to do that, excellent, right? All good. Breathing, um, progressive muscle relaxation, all the tools that we can use to, to go into a relaxed response as opposed to an, a, a braced and fighting response. All good. One of the things that I hear talked about a lot on, on multiple levels is, is self-talk. And, and a lot of people at face value, they want to call themselves anxiety gurus, mental health people. They're going to talk about positive self-talk. And I hear people using that. I use my self-talk, my positive self-talk. No. No, let me tell you why positive self-talk is bullshit and it's actually in the long run counterproductive. When you feel anxiety rising, right? You think that there's panic coming or you are in the middle of a panic attack, the worst one you could think of. Positive self-talk, which usually goes along the lines of, I'm okay, I'm okay is the foundation. The thought I'm okay is the foundation of positive self-talk when you're in a high anxiety or panic situation. So usually positive self-talk involves I'm okay, I got this. It's okay. This has never been a heart attack, for instance. Like, I've always been okay. You start to remind yourself of these things. I've always been okay. I'm good. I got this. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I have literally known people who have just repeated, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay to themselves. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, that's an argument. You are now, when you engage in that stuff and you're trying to convince yourself, right? Now you're trying to convince yourself that you're okay, that everything is fine. But you are, are first of all, you are responding to those thoughts. So let's break this down for a second. You have some sort of physical sensation, racing heart. Maybe you feel a little short of breath. You're a little clammy. Your legs are shaking. You feel dizzy and disoriented. Whatever the symptom is that triggers this or the collection of symptoms, you fear that, you're afraid of that, and your brain kicks into gear, right? And you start to have those thoughts like, oh my God, oh no, what if? Like those are the thoughts that, that come with, with that fear. A lot of times it's, oh my God, oh no, what if, uh-oh, I got to get out of here. Like those are those negative thoughts. When you engage in positive self-talk, you are responding to those thoughts. You are trying to, to fight them. You are having an argument. You are trying to reason yourself out of them. And you will never win. You, that though that fearful part of your brain that has gone into high gear, holy shit, I got to get out of here. I'm screwed mode, like fight or flight mode. That part of your brain is 10 times faster than your positive self-talk. It will overwhelm you almost every time because I'll tell you why, because when there's some perception of danger, even though that's inaccurate, there's there's no danger. But when your brain is in that mode where it's like, well, we got to protect things at all costs, or we got to stay alive at all costs, you may say to yourself a hundred times, "I'm okay, I'm okay." I I feels like I'm having a heart attack, but I've never had a heart attack, so I know it's okay. That irrational, fear-driven part of your brain that's in a blind panic at that moment is going to come right back to you and say, "Yeah, but this time, you know, this time it might be," <laughs> and. 
there is that tiny little segment. Without, I don't want to freak anybody out here, but you have to acknowledge as an intelligent person, there is a tiny little sliver of possibility that something really is wrong. It never is wrong. It never is. But your brain will catch it that that fearful part of your brain, that the, the lizard brain, whatever you want to call it, that's in flight or flight mode and needs to get you out of danger is always going to turn right back when you're saying, I'm okay, I'm okay. It's going to say, yeah, but you know, this time. It's going to keep jamming that in your face and you will not be able to because what happens? I'm okay. I'm okay. And then the thought, yeah, but what if? And then what if takes hold? What if will win every time? So what you're doing when you're trying to argue with an anxious mind, which you'll never win. And so and you're interfering with the process of experiential learning. So you need to let those thoughts come. What? Oh, God, I'm having a heart attack. Oh, my God, I'm having a stroke. Oh, God. Oh, no. What if? Uh Oh, what if it's this? What if I'm going to die? What if I'm going to pass out? Okay, let those thoughts just be there. Like acknowledge them. I'm thinking I might pass out. That's it. That is a statement of fact. So when your brain says, what if I die? The only the only response you can give is I just thought that I might die. That's the end. End. End of the conversation. If it wants to keep screaming at you, let it keep screaming at you. So the best analogy I can give you here is if you are a parent, or, or even if you're not, we've all seen this, at some point, your small child, your toddler, two years old, has thrown a tantrum at you, screamed incessantly, like to try and get a toy or, or, or candy or, or dessert or, or whatever, something that you are, are decided you're not going to give right now. Or maybe you have a pet. Like your cat is like climbing all over you because she wants you to play or your dog is pawing at you because he wants you to pet pet him. And, and you don't. You ignore it. So and, and, and don't say you've never done that because every parent has done it at least once. I know we're not proud of it, but we've done it. So when the, when the toddler is throwing a tantrum and screaming at you, I want ice cream, and you basically turn it off like, eh, you, first of all, you know that your kid is fine. No, there's no problem here, really. He's just throwing a tantrum. And you choose to ignore it. You just ignore it. You just let him scream in your face. That is what you have to do. So you're not, you're not trying to engage in positive self-talk at that moment for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, you won't ever win. And number two, when you begin to calm down, because all, a panic is always self-limiting in a way. Your body can only produce so much adrenaline, right? So when you start to feel better, you will have convinced yourself that you talked yourself off the ledge and you didn't. Whether you, you know, went into some sort of chant about I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, or you did nothing, but like not respond at all in your brain, not said anything, not, not responded to those thoughts at all, you were still going to be okay. And the better way to do it is to do nothing because then you would actually, the only conclusion when you do nothing, if you do something and if you argue with yourself, you're like, oh, wow, I got out of that one. Like I was able to talk myself, to, I've, I see people say this, I was able to talk myself down. I calm myself down. Okay. No, you didn't. So like, then you still think that you need to calm yourself down. So if you do nothing, right, if you do something, if you engage in positive self-talk, then you can draw a couple of conclusions. Well, I was really in no danger. I didn't have to do that. And I'm fine anyway. Or the, the, the more logical conclusion that you'll draw is like, oh, I did that. I fixed it. I, I made myself feel better. Then in the end, if you do nothing and you don't respond at all and you ignore the screaming, your brain screaming at you and you ignore the feelings and you just let them be there without doing anything and just let them do the worst they could think of to do to you, which is nothing. They already did the worst. They made you afraid. That's as, as bad as it's going to get. If you do nothing and then you feel better, the only logical conclusion is, wow, I didn't do anything and I feel better. So I don't need to be afraid of that. There was really nothing wrong. That's the conclusion you need to reach and you need to learn that through the experience of doing nothing. So when I say positive self-talk is bullshit, I truly mean it. And let me take that to another degree. 
a lot of people think a lot of people think that thinking is part of this equation and to a certain extent it is so i'm talking about forget you're not in an anxiety state or panic right now i i literally like just now on the facebook discussion forum i i had a person who was asking you know I pres- they, they were feeling panic coming on. They could feel it. They could feel the fear. And they were saying, but how do I not perceive this as danger? Like somehow or other, there's this misconception that you have to, that thinking is part of this. Like I'm going to think differently to, to get better. And it's kind of not. Like thinking is always a part of it. We're human beings. We think. And then that's how we make our decisions. And that's how we frame the world and decide how to act, right? As we think and then we act. So it's not the thinking that is going to change anything. It's you're not you're not supposed to change the way you perceive your panic. You're not to change the way you think about your panic. Change the way you think about how you're going to approach your recovery, right? So that's totally fine. When I say think differently about this, I mean think about your think about changing your approach. Don't change your thoughts when it comes to anxiety. Like your thoughts when it comes to anxiety are almost irrelevant in a way. The only thought that matters is how am I going to approach my anxiety? How am I going to how am I going to get past this? So that thing where, where you are relying on thinking, thoughts, thinking, what you're way over relying on thinking. This is, this is an exercise in action and behavior. And like doing nothing is a behavior, right? I'm going to, my behavior when I'm in a blind panic is to do nothing, is to relax and just breathe and just let it come and do its worst it could do. So this is not a thinking exercise. This is an action and a behavior exercise. It always has been. And that is the way you get down the road. And I think a lot of times the sticking point, once people get past the fact that they have to display courage, that's sticking point number one. Like, but, but I'm afraid. I, I can't do this. Once you get past, all right, I, I'm going to have to be afraid. That's okay. I'll be brave even though I'm afraid. That's obstacle number one. Obstacle number two is usually putting that into action and trying to use thinking to put it into action. And it's not a thinking exercise, it's a doing exercise. So in the end, positive self-talk truly is bullshit. Like talking and thinking isn't, is, isn't the deal, doing is the deal. Like you have to do. It's not thinking, it's doing. So one of my favorite sayings is stop saying, start doing. Uh, stop, yeah, stop saying, start doing. In this case, it's stop thinking, start doing. So yeah positive self-talk is bullshit. And I know that yeah, maybe the title is a little tongue-in-cheek. But I don't care. You know, that's kind of the way I do it. And I'm sure that there's a zillion people out there that are trying to find a gentle way. Like, oh, you have to be kind to yourself. We must be gentle. Everybody's different. Like, no. We all have the same brains. And I'm sorry. I disagree with that. That you don't... Sometimes this is a brutal process. Sometimes it is. And like, this is one of those times you have to acknowledge the brutality in it, in a way. The brute force of it. The doing. The doing part. You have to acknowledge the doing. And so, yeah, am I taking a shot a little bit at, at the constant attempt to try and make this gentle and easy and, and calm? And it's not calm. You know, when your body has betrayed you and your brain is betraying you to a certain extent, which is what's happened, and you've learned inappropriate fear responses where none are, are warranted, you know, like there's no con that's not calm and gentle you're like you're 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 being betrayed to a certain extent by your own survival instincts which are awesome it's a good thing we have them and like sometimes you got to be a little bit tough to 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 turn that around because you can you can unlearn that but sometimes it's not a gentle process so that's why i'm being a little bit 
but aggressive here with like self-talk is positive, self-talk is bullshit. You know, when you're when you're hanging out and you're feeling fine and you're not in a panic state, then great. You know, positive self-talk and, and imagery and visualization, those are real tools. They are. But when you are in the middle of rising anxiety and panic, those are not the tools you need. Those are avoidance and safety behaviors. And in the end, I, I, I keep saying over and over and over, nope, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do nothing, do nothing, do not. I'm going to keep saying it. You do nothing. When you're not in a panic and you're not, you know, feeling high anxiety and you're not in that irrational state, then fine. You know, think about your strategy, plan how you're going to handle the next attack, you know, all of those things. Reflect back on what you've done before so you can learn, like, ah, I did that wrong, I got to do something different. Those are all excellent things. Visualize yourself relaxing into a panic attack. Nothing wrong with all those things. Those are great things, but not during the anxiety and the panic. Then they have to go away. You got to do nothing to learn experientially that nothing is okay. It will keep you safe because you're already safe. Okay, so as usual, I appreciate you come by to watch, comment on the video, check out my website, thatanxietyguy.com, join the Facebook group, I will link it in the description. If you have questions or whatever, bring them there if you can, it's, it's such a good group, we're up to like almost 800 people now. So hopefully this is helpful, and um, I'll see you guys next time.